Let the adventure begin with Chris Dinker Podcast. Hello, beautiful people. This is episode 11, and I am your host, Chris Dinker. I am so glad that you're here. Wherever you are in the world, I sincerely hope you are doing well. The phrase to chance your arm arguably has one of the strongest and most interesting backstories. The phrase reportedly dates back to a family feud in 1492 between two Irish families, and it meant something completely different than it does today. The Butlers of Ormond and the Fitzgeralds of Kildare were involved in a bitter feud over who would become Lord Deputy of Ireland, the British monarch's representative in Ireland. Violence eventually erupted between the two families, leading to small skirmishes just outside Dublin. Realizing that the fighting was out of control, the butlers took refuge in the chapter house of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin. The Fitzgeralds followed them into the cathedral and urged them to come outside and make peace. Fearing that they would be slaughtered if they agreed, the butlers refused and remained inside the cathedral. Now this is where it gets interesting. With the butlers remaining staunchly inside the cathedral, the Fitzgeralds had to do something to reconcile the situation. They wanted the butlers to know that they really did want peace. So as a gesture of good faith, Gerald Fitzgerald, the head of the Fitzgerald family, ordered that a hole be cut in the door to the room where the butlers were holed up. He then placed his arm through the hole, offering his hand as a sign of peace. The butlers reasoned that Fitzgerald was serious in his intention to make peace, given that he was willing to risk his arm, and so they emerged from the chapter house and made peace, giving birth to one of the best-known Irish phrases, to chance the arm. The original door used to make peace in 1492 has since been renamed the Door of Reconciliation and can be viewed in the north transept of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin. What a huge leap of faith, right? This gesture of peace could have gone completely wrong. Think about it. When Gerald Fitzgerald put his arm through the opening in the door, the head of the butler household could have raised his sword and chopped Gerald's arm off. A gesture of peace could have further caused more violence. However, it was a chance Gerald was willing to take. I heard the story when we were in Dublin this summer at St. Patrick's Cathedral, And it really stuck with me. Part of it was the passion with which our tour guide had for telling the story. Because, you know, in one sense, it meant, you know, to make peace, to chance the arm meant to take peace. But in the sense that we think of it nowadays, it's to take a risk, to chance the arm, to see what happens. And at the end of the um, tour, our guide told us to, it means to embrace the mess. She said, that's where the good stuff lives. And I was like, wow, isn't that the truth? Embrace the mess. That's where the good stuff lives. I mean, there's a lot of mess when we take risks. We can take calculated risks, but there's still no guarantee of the outcome. We can make predictions and we can make plans, but we still don't know the exact result. And that can be very scary for many of us. But as Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Do one thing every day that scares you. So what is one thing that scares you, but you know you should take a leap and give it a shot? What is something that you're afraid to do because you theoretically think your arm is going to be cut off, 
But if you don't do it, you'll regret it. You know what I mean? You'll regret at least, or, or you'll regret not at least trying. I'm a middle school English teacher, and each year I have a theme for my classroom. As you can probably guess, this year it's going to be to chance the arm. As kids get older, they get more self-conscious, especially as they reach those middle school years and, and break into being a teenager. They get more concerned about what others think of them. When it comes to their writing, I don't want them to be afraid to take chances. I want them to take risks and see where their writing takes them. By embracing the mess, they will get into the good stuff. So here's how I'm going to work to get students to take risks. And I kind of at this point have a four part plan. And so I want you to think as I'm going through each part, how maybe you could apply that to something that you're thinking about wanting to take a risk on. First, we're going to work on the environment. When students feel a sense of community in their classroom and that they know they're in it together, they're more willing to try new things. So think about your environment. What would be optimal for your environment to make it a positive place for you to take a risk or take a chance on something? Second, we're going to work on low stakes first. So for example, before I even get to our very first big essay, I, I have students do journals. And before I grade that first journal, I have them do a practice one. We walk through the expectations, we walk through the different steps, how I want them to process and how I want them to think about their writing without thinking about matching a grade to it. Sometimes I think that's why we get stuck in not trying things is that we put the stakes too high. So again, for the second step, think about something again that you could start with in terms of low stakes. So think low stakes, low risk. Third, we're going to take baby steps in sharing our writing. So again, you know, when we're thinking about, we want to create that community of a well-supported and encouraging environment, having low stakes, and then thinking about sharing our writing. So for you, you know, you might be thinking about, you know, who's someone that I can share what I'm doing or what I want to do with and how can that happen? And if you want to think um, in terms of something that I talked about in episode nine, that was all about finding an accountability partner, having someone that you can share what you want to do with. So think about going back and listening to that episode if you're interested in the whole accountability piece. And then finally, at this point, we're going to make some small goals to conquer in order to increase our confidence. And I want those to be highly individual for my students. It's not a one size fits all. We have some kids who really enjoy writing, who love it, who just dig in and just get started with the journal. And then others who need a little bit of prompting and then they're okay to take off. And then finally, there's that group that just really struggles to get started. Writing is not their thing. They don't think that they can do it. But by putting small individual goals in place and they conquer them, that's going to increase their confidence. So again, think about your goals. What is something that maybe you want to take a risk on that, again, you want to create that positive environment. You want to work on low stakes first. Take a chance and share with someone. 
and then put together some small manageable goals. So when you come into the idea of chancing the arm, think again about how you can take risks. Embrace the mess, because you know what? That's where the good stuff lives. Until next week, let your adventure begin. Peace.